The views expressed on this podcast are those of the participants, not of Reuters News. We're going to be making careful assessments, as I said, meeting by meeting. Um, and I'll close by saying we've raised the federal funds right now by 525 basis points since March 2022. Monetary policy, we believe, is restrictive and is putting downward pressure on economic activity and inflation. That was Jerome Powell speaking Wednesday as the Federal Reserve raised interest rates once again. Other large central banks are also hiking rates, but inflation is coming down without the high unemployment and economic pain that typically follows rate rises. With inflation still too high, the conundrum facing global policymakers is the focus of this week's Views Room. Welcome back to The Views Room, a podcast from Reuters Breaking Views, where columnists from around the world talk about the big stories of the week. I'm your host, Amy Donlan, coming to you from London. The Federal Reserve once again raised interest rates this week, and the European Central Bank followed suit. The Bank of England is expected to make a similar move, and it's an interesting and sort of mysterious situation because the recent aggressive monetary policy was deemed necessary to tackle double-digit inflation. But what we're seeing is an easing of inflation without the kind of economic pain you would typically need, like high unemployment and a general economic squeeze. This creates a new challenge for central banks of what they're going to do in the future in such a situation. And here to talk me through this is Francesco Guerrera, our global economics editor, and Peter Tal Larsen, global head of Breaking Views. Francesco, Peter, you are very welcome back to the Views Room. Thank you, Amy. Hi, Amy. So, Francesco, you have been writing an awful lot about this because it is, as I said, a very global and interesting situation that we're seeing. And I just thought if you could start by helping our listeners, just give us an overview of what central bank thinking has been. You know, what have they been thinking about inflation over the past year? So up until the next uh, the past uh, two or three months, the situation was quite straightforward for central bankers. Right. They had inflation, which was way too high and they had to increase interest rates to bring down inflation as, as fast as possible. Uh, the reason why inflation was uh, way too high was partly their fault in the sense that they had missed out on the fact that inflation was becoming a, an entrenched phenomenon uh, just after the pandemic as the as the economies reopened. And then when there was another economic shock due to the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine. So that was the, the situation up until two or three months ago. Uh, but something happened, and that's what you refer to as a mystery. The mystery is that at some point uh, the effect of the interest rate started having a uh, but taking a toll on inflation. So inflation is starting to come down more quickly in the US and in Europe and in the United Kingdom, but certainly it's coming down in all the major economies. But we're not seeing what we would normally associate with the coming down inflation, high interest rate, which is high unemployment and essentially a contractory a contraction in the economy or a recession. That's not happening. It's a phenomenon that is being referred to as immaculate disinflation and gives a sense of how mysterious that is. And, and it's something that's puzzling economists uh, and central bankers uh, because they haven't seen it before. And the current and past economic theories don't seem to apply. And so, Peter, if I could just pivot to you there, what are the theories as to what is going on at the moment? So central bankers have to offer some explanation as to you know, why they're continuing to raise interest rates but they are, but inflation is coming down. Yeah, I mean, this is, so this it doesn't really, the textbooks don't tell us much about this kind of situation, right? Um, I, I mean, and there's a range of theories, um, uh, which, you know, people are sort of debating. I mean, at one extreme, you could sort of say, well, actually, interest rates haven't really had an effect yet. 
but inflation was just inflation went up because of the pandemic and supplies shocks and and all those kind of things and those supply chain issues are sort of sorting themselves out and now inflation is coming back down again and actually you know in that theory you, the central banks didn't really need to raise interest rates at all because um uh, inflation was going to come down um i mean that's one extreme uh um you know there are lots of and then there are lots of sort of other other sort of people thinking about ways in which this could work in the interim you could sort of say well well interest rates are having an effect not through the labor market and unemployment uh but through um uh things like the cost of credit uh, uh through financial markets uh stock prices coming down and so forth having a wealth effect and people spending less or whatever and that that's bringing down inflation but but to be honest everybody's slightly scrambling around for an explanation of why this has happened of course there is there is another theory which is that inflation hasn't really come down yet right <laughs> is that actually um is that is that we've had three percent inflation in the us but it's a bit of a blip and, and and it could easily go back up again if the fed doesn't sort of keep its uh, uh keep its eye on it so um but it, we're in an interesting moment and you know i think things over the next year or two probably will 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 pan out a bit and we'll get a bit of a clearer idea of what's going on but we're at this interesting moment where this rate's gone up Inflation seems to have come down, and yet nobody can quite explain the connection. That that's an interesting though. Your first theory about the fact that you know the cent- that the interest rate rises actually haven't taken effect yet, which would suggest then that there's actually quite a lot of economic pain then that's that's to come, right? Um, so then I suppose if you're a central banker, you have to be thinking, what do I do? As in, how do I handle that? How do I make sure I'm not applying too much of the brakes if actually there's there's pressure already coming. There's already built up pressure there. And Francesco, yeah, I just sort of wonder what you think of that. So that's the dilemma for central bankers at the moment. And the fact that they don't know what's happening or they don't, they can't explain immaculate disinflation makes it all more complicated for them. Because you're right, if they are, as if they think, if anybody thinks that we're only waiting for the full effect of all these interest rates rises that we've seen to uh, take its toll on the economy, then you should stop now, right? And 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 it's true that banks like the Fed, central banks like the Fed, are signaling that they're coming towards the end of their interest rates hiking cycle, right? But they haven't they haven't said that this is the end, and and it's possible that they're going to go a bit further. Certainly, it's possible the European Central Bank will go further, and it's certain that ECB, then the Euro, the Bank of England will go further. So so the the risk there is they do too much, and and by doing too much, they actually tip the their economies into a recession. So normal service will be resumed, right? Too too high interest rate tips an economy into a recession. There's unemployment. The problem with that is that everybody will blame the central bankers for first missing the inflationary phenomenon and then doing too much and therefore affecting economic growth and people's livelihood by doing too much. So that's one risk. The other risk is, and and it's the risk that I've got to say is more paramount in central bankers' mind, is that they do too little. Because they were criticized sharply and rightly for missing the inflationary phenomenon, they are very, very concerned that by doing too little, the inflation picks up again, as Peter was saying. That's really what they don't want. So if anything, they're going to err on the side of rising, uh, increasing interest rates more than stopping now. Whether that's the right economic policy or not, that's the thinking of uh, central bankers at the moment. And so, Peter, if you were writing a textbook now for the future for the central bankers as to what they do with double-digit inflation, interest rates rock bottom, what would you, what would a central banker who want to read about this situation that we're in now? 
I, uh, yeah, I'm very thankful that I'm not writing any comics <laughs> textbooks. <laughs> um, one of the things to be grateful for in the morning. Um, but no, look, I think I think what you can say is, and definitely this is this is sort of important if you you know if you look at sort of economic history is that you know, central bankers always like to sort of portray this authority and this sort of sense of like we understand how the economy works this complex machine and we can pull these levers but but the reality is that you know the kind of theories of inflation have changed a lot over the years right i mean and it used to be the case that people thought there was a straightforward trade-off between inflation and unemployment um you know the famous phillips curve and then and then the monetarists came along and said well no actually inflation is to do with the money supply and you should control the money supply to control inflation um and then that broke down and then we've had sort of various theories and people have talked a lot about inflation expectations um and so forth but but the reality is that we're sort of you know the, 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 every time we go through a big shift the theory sort of catches up and people sort of try and explain what happened and, and, and rethink the sort of how the economy works in the meantime and i suspect between the pandemic war in Ukraine, supply chain, possible, you know, uncoupling between China and the US. We're going, th we're going through a big shift in the global economy, and that probably requires a different way of thinking about, about what causes inflation and how you control it. And so I would expect that, you know, maybe in five, 10 years time, we'll have different, different theories in the textbook. But um, I'm very glad that I don't have to write those at the moment. And is it, I suppose, that that you know the criticism that's often leveled against regulators is they're always regulating the previous crisis is that true for central banks too in that they're always kind of they're i i suppose they can't prepare for something that hasn't come about before and francesco that was what i was sort of curious to ask you is have we been here before is this sort of situation where inflation has kind of come down you know at a point where you haven't seen an awful lot of economic pain this is why this situation is so interesting, right? And why uh, it, it's right that we shouldn't write textbooks just yet, because we we have been in situations, and if, if anything, that is always the, the the goal of any central bank is to engineer this famous soft landing, right? So to bring down inflation without destroying the economy, right? And that's always the aim, right? In practice, they've achieved it very few times. And to be fair to them, it's also very difficult to do that with one instrument, which is interest rates, right? And given the complexity of the uh, of the world economy and, and, and how, uh, how difficult it is to control different parts of it. So we have, there have been situations where the Fed in particular has, has been able to engineer soft landings for the US economy, uh, but they are very rare. Uh, what's different here now is we don't know whether in, we're in soft landing territory. So if this immaculate disinflation will lead to an actual, you know, calm return of uh, low inflation and economic growth, or we are just in, in some sort of strange blip while we wait for the full effect of the interest rate rises of the past uh, year and a half to take effect. I mean, the, 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 the theory, the economic theory is that interest rates take time to uh, to actually affect the real economy. The problem, again, is that nobody knows how long that is. You know, people talk about 6, 12, 18 or 24 months. And so you can imagine that's a huge range, right? Mm -hmm. So depending on which range you pick, we may still be within that range. And so it's possible that we see an economic effect, which will then look back and think, well, this immaculate disinflation was just a moment. The, the other thing I think is worth remembering is that is that the period we had of very low inflation, you know, very stable prices, um, you know, which sort of roughly from, you know, the sort of the, the, the two decades from the sort of early 2000s to the to 2020, um, that was the anomaly. You know, even before that, 
um, you know, kind of inflation was 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 more there was more inflation in the system. It was harder to grow. And even though central banks have been targeting sort of two percent inflation uh, uh, since the early mid nineties, actually their track record in kind of hitting that target was not brilliant. You know, until until the last sort of ten years or so. So it's possible that just you know we're going back to a world where we just have a bit more inflation as we did in the past. Um, but we're just not used to it because we got used to this period where where it seemed like the central bankers had everything under control. And obviously as well, that inflation has been around for a long time outside the West, right? As in it has been a, very much a part of Asia and Latin America. So again, I suppose there is that as well. But another tension, Francesco, and Peter, I'd, I'd love you, your thoughts on this as well, is that the market or investors don't seem to agree with what central banks are saying in terms of the way rates are going to go, that there does seem to be this sense that interest rates are actually going to be cut in the future, which is really, if you listen to what Jerome Powell said yesterday, that's not what they're saying. They're not talking about cuts in any way. In fact, they're talking about doing more rate rises if they need to, you know, but that the the cut doesn't seem to be there. I'm just sort of curious, what, how do you think that evolves? There's a tendency, yeah, that's exactly right. There's a tendency and there's quite a big disagreement between central bankers and markets now about the the future path of interest rates, right? There's a tendency for the markets to think about um, interest rates like like kids uh, uh, draw mountains, right? So take a peak and then it comes down, right? And that's what they're thinking now. So, okay, they think that interest rates are coming to, the rises are coming to an end, especially in the US. And they think, okay, well, the next thing is going to be a cut. Central bankers are talking more about like these interest rates are plateauing, right? So they're going up and then staying up for a long time, precisely because they don't know what's happening to inflation. They want to the insurance of having interest rates high so that to make sure that inflation is really um, converging towards 2% before they start cutting. And at the moment, you see that in, in, in market rates, the market rates are different from what the, the, the central bankers are signaling. Now, in, in the end, these things always resolve itself one way or the other. The market, the, the central banks persuade markets that that's their policy and therefore markets adjust, or central banks have to increase interest rate, but even more to persuade markets that that's, they're, they're serious about it. And that obviously has other potential consequences. Very interesting. Well, a fast moving situation um, and definitely one we'll be following very closely from you, Francesco, um, and breakingviews.com. So thank you, Peter, and thank you, Francesco. Thank you, Bye. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast was produced by Oliver Tashlich in London. Subscribe to The Views Room and our sister podcast, The Exchange, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. Catch up with more on our views on breakingviews.com or on X social media, formerly known as Twitter, where our handle is at breakingviews. I'm Kim Vanell. Join me every morning for a roundup of what's happening at home and around the world. From the front line in Ukraine. Extraordinary how these people adjust and uh, even laugh when you take cover. To the heart of US politics. When Trump said that he expected to be arrested, it seems like he was trying to get ahead of the story. We bring you everything you need to know in 10 minutes. For your essential daily briefing, follow Reuters World News wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.